Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hi. You are rolling with Jason and John. 92.9 FM ESPN. Happy hump day to you. Grizzlies looking for win number seven on a hump day against the Houston Rockets tonight. It'll be against the Rockets teams one three in a row uh, overall and ten in a row at home uh, that tip-off will be at 7 o'clock. Of course, you can hear pregame right here starting on at 9, on 92.9 FM ESPN at 6.30. Tip at 7 with the great Eric Hasseltine. Uh, Grizzlies, five-and-a-half-point dogs last I looked. Again, three more left till John Moran is back. It's coming. It's coming. It's coming. Hopefully, you can get one of these two, at least one of these two, against the Rockets over the next three days. Draymond Green about to get suspended. Uh, this time for hitting Yusuf Nurkic upside the head. We'll talk about... You know, what Silver should do in this case, I guess, message not sent last time. Uh, David Jones of the Tigers has earned a national honor ahead of Saturday's big game against number 13 Clemson. We will talk about that. And, of course, a lot going on with arenas, both in uh, Oklahoma City, D.C., Northern Virginia. We got our own arena and facilities issues here in Memphis. Uh, I'm just happy I've got my partner here to discuss it all with me, John Martin, live from Vegas. What up, what up, what up? I'm sure you guys can hear the hustle and bustle out there. It's a busy morning already here in Vegas, 9 a.m. Doesn't sound like it. Doesn't sound like it, John. You mean busy and hustle and bustle or just busy in, in your in your room and your no, suite? It's, I mean, I, I'm, I'm hearing sirens. I guess that's not coming across. That speaks oh, no, to the wouldn't. quality of this mic. Yeah, it's not. It's that's not. Beautiful. You got a good mic. Got a good mic. Awesome. Happy to have you. Well, Saw you were, uh, you were at the Sphere, huh? Yeah, we did the sphere thing yesterday. Saw the uh, the movie there. It's called Postcard from Earth, um, and it is uh, it is just uh, it's hard to. I will say, like the pictures do not do it justice. The videos that I send to you, like they don't come across the way that that it feels. Yeah, I was we'll just trying to that. act wild, but we'll talk about that. You know, yeah, when exactly. I sent that I emoji, your, yeah, your genuine. Um, uh, You're right. It didn't, it didn't really come across, so you'll have no, to. No, you got to feel it. But again, okay. we'll we'll get into that experience in just a little I'm bit, Max. buddy. We have a show. We have show today for y'all. So. Yeah, uh, twelve thirty-five or so. We're going to be joined by our man Adam Chernoff, Jason from Right Angle Sports, who went not one, not two, not three, but four and zero oh last week. Good grief! In the NFL, should not be missing. He that swept segment. the board. Man, brother. good job, Chernoff. He's a genius. He's yeah. the goat. And he uh, he did release the Giants. Plus six and a half. Um, I can't remember when it was. I think it was maybe Saturday. Um, 
after obviously we we were not on air, but uh, he did have he did talk about the Vikings. Obviously, we had him on. He said Patriots plus plus six. That that got home. So he's been uh, he's been crushing it. He's going to join us uh, at twelve thirty five, twelve forty. We'll get into some of the releases this week and just take a broader look at uh, the NFL with him at around twelve forty. Then after we get uh, Adam out of here, we are going to be joined by Memphis basketball coach Penny Hardaway in advance of the team's uh, game this weekend on Saturday against Clemson. It's a wideout. Uh, this is a basketball team. You guys know how we feel that should be in the top 25. Well, they're going to be seeing a top 25 team on Saturday, and you have to believe that if they win that one, they will be in. But nothing will surprise me anymore. Either way, Penny is going to join us at 1, and we'll talk to him uh, as much as we can, obviously, about Naquan Tomlin and Jordan Brown um, and – Obviously, some other things, you know, what he's learned about his team, you know, David Jones emergence, get into all that with Penny uh, at one o'clock. So that is the show today. Norton Hart the fourth as well, John. You can't leave off Norton Hart. Oh, excuse me. I apologize. That'll be right. Well, it's back to back to back guests, so it is a little bit confusing. A little different what we do. On, on that one to Heard. Heard, my bad, brother. I know I give him grief for not being in the studio. Look at me. I'm the one that's not in the studio. Yeah, you're going to hear about that one. Yeah, so he will join us at 125, and we'll uh, continue that Memphis basketball discussion with him, as always, at 125. So that is the show today. Uh, looking forward to it. Got a few things that we need to touch on, though, so let's do a little cap or no cap. Cap. It means lion, but built different. Now, it's cap. I'm going to say cap. For no cap. I'm going to say that that's no cap. On 92.9's Jason and John Show. All right. Normally, Jason, we would like to, you know, start these segments off with like, you know, look ahead point spreads. And unfortunately, the way college basketball works is we won't know that number until Friday night, um, uh, you know, at the earliest. So we cannot sit here and, you know, say, oh, we think Memphis will. I mean, is your is your instinct that Memphis will be a favorite? Do you think they will be a favorite or do you think what do you think? Uh, Kim Palm's got us a one point Memphis win. So I think okay. there's, a good, there's a good chance that Memphis is a okay. slight favorite. Could be a pick them. But I got yep. I, I I believe Memphis is going to be a slight favorite. Okay, that's something to monitor, something to keep in mind. All right, uh, since we can't do that though, let's start with this. Jordan Brown will recover from his illness and return to this basketball team. Cap, no cap. This is so hard, just because you know with with with, with Penny and with personnel decisions it can be one you know Malcolm Dandridge is in the transfer portal Malcolm Dandridge is back in Memphis you know what I'm saying and so again and a lot of this is it it just feels like with the way that Penny hasn't ended this thing publicly I'm I'm, I have to talk myself to it John before I answer it the way that Penny hasn't ended this publicly like like the balls in George's court you got I'm sure you're exploring your other options but the fact is it you're you're making money here at Memphis with NIL and are there better options Outside of this, whether it's overseas or with something else than what you've got right now, if we're to believe that he's, you know, making the six figures that very likely he is if, you know, with a full year here at Memphis. And so what are his options? And so because it feels like Penny sort of left the door open, I hate to say that he's not going to, you know, I for sure know he's not healing up and coming, you know, coming to his senses or whatever and coming back to this team because in the end, you know, you're going to get paid. There's a there, there sure you're not going to play the role that you and and many others anticipated when you signed on with Memphis but there's a role to be played on what could be a very good Memphis team that makes a run 
could that be a good thing for your career as well? And so for all those options, I'm, 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 I don't know, man. I just it feels like the door's still open. This could be this. Could, it, it, it. I'm, I'm, I'm going to go here that that Jordan Brown ends up coming to his senses and comes back. Now I'm, I'm probably going to be wrong on this. The, the writing's on the wall, obviously. I mean, what role is he going to play? It's going to be a minimum one if you, if Naquan Tomlin comes here and does what he think what we think he's going to do. But I, I'm going to say he, he doesn't have better options than Memphis, so he'd be silly to leave. Yeah, you know, it's a it, it is a really good question um, because it, it's going to require him come like he's it, you know if. Naquan Tomlin is admitted, and if he is able to play, and there are no indications exactly. that that would not be the case, right? I mean, he's he, he's gonna he's he's not the starter anymore. Um, I mean, he really kind of wasn't anyway. Well, he was a exactly. starter just sort of yeah. in name only. But you know what? If he wasn't happy with his role before, I mean, it's true. I, I mean, I, I don't really know, um, you know, what he, how he's gonna feel now because. His playing time. I mean, I, I don't think he's deserved to play over Malcolm. Do you? No, Malcolm has earned his spot he, at this point. I don't he think has. he deserves to play over Jordan. No, do you? No, you, you've you've come to rely on those two, and I'm not backing them down. Yeah. You know, trying yeah. to get Jordan Brown happy. Or, or yeah, and so I think that's kind of the look. I mean, Penny hasn't. He clearly hasn't shut the door on it because you know he he he's you know he, he just hasn't. <laughs> okay, but I I just don't know how it would make any sense, you know, unless it's just a situation where, you know what, we're going to, you know, Jordan Brown decides to suck it up and, and just take what he well, is given. Well, and how much of that NIL can he get already? Like, you know what I'm saying? Maybe maybe he just takes what he can get. Maybe there's some sort of, uh, you know, you come to a, a settlement. I mean, it's different now. And so, you know, have you earned some already to where <laughs> he just, he can pack that up and take it? I mean, that that might be a part of this as well. I don't, John. I don't know if you 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 get some of them, some of those payments before the end of the season. I'm assuming, and so again, if he's if he's gotten some of it already, maybe he's happy with that. He moves on and decides whatever the next, you know, feels like it's going to have to be a professional opportunity. Because what's what's important here, we haven't stated it, but it, it seems to be understood. He can't transfer. There's nowhere to go. So it's got to be a professional opportunity. If it's not more than what you're making, seems silly. You make the best point. If he wasn't happy with the role before. How's he going to be happy now with Tomlin coming in here? But right. you know, again, maybe maybe it's a financial decision to to just to stick around and be a part of this. We'll see. Um, the the best part about it is because you know you got the you know Penny's you know what what he's able to do in the transfer portal in mm-hmm. terms of what your team can do. Jordan Brown doesn't affect the 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 ceiling or the floor anymore, does he? Because it, for the most part, you'd moved on. In terms of playing and on the court, you'd moved on without him. I mean, we just saw we just saw him go into College Station and get a win without him. You know, so he doesn't. The best part for Penny is because you're able to go out and get a Naquan Tomlin. Uh, really doesn't matter here. But I, I just business. If we talk about business, slim. See, but you're gonna get more staying in Memphis and playing a role, whatever that is, third, fourth, big. Hey, it's easier, baby. You know what I'm saying? We, I mean, it's gonna be a little easy for you. This, this is like gonna be free money at some point. Uh, that just we'll see. We'll see what is what his uh, what his people decide. But uh, that yeah. seems like smart business to stay. We'll see what Jordan last, Brown. Decides. Last I heard on it, it did not sound well, promising. I yeah, I know. Yeah. I, don't, I don't think anybody thinks. You know, I don't think anybody's overwhelmingly optimistic that Jordan Brown's staying. But the fact that again right. that Penny has left the door open seems like he's left it right. in the kids' court. But. Yep. Obviously, his people probably feel this thing. They thought it was going to go one way. It's gone the opposite. You know, mm-hmm. 
Or we just maybe just hightail it out of here. So we'll see. Yeah, but you got to have somewhere to go too. I mean, I think that's the, yeah. the point. Yeah, I mean, it's like. I mean, you could say. Well, so I we're just wondered if cool, if calmer heads. Yeah, in the end, we'll say, well, you know what? When we're looking at these numbers, may as well just finish it out. But we'll see. We'll yeah. see. We'll see. Yeah. All right. Uh, you are thrilled that the Big Twelve noticed, according to U of M officials, the stadium renovation plans. Cap or no cap? Um, so it's important here to talk about. This is Sam Hardiman's story over the Daily Memphian. It's important to talk about. We're, we're talking ADs, right? That's what's in the report, right, from, from Hardiman. Yeah. When you're talking about yeah. Big 12 has noticed, we're not, we're not saying your yeah. mark came out and made a statement yeah. about right. Memphis and its facilities plan and its plan to take over ownership of Simmons Bank. Cool. We're talking about ADs. I, I mean, it's good. But but the only difference in the plan, because remember, I mean, we had the reports of Yormark coming in here. He denied it, whatever else, but he was obviously tuned in to what was happening in Memphis. Didn't include you in terms of the options in the end, but you had the renovation plan then between 150 to $200 million. So you told him at least about the plan. I'm sure, I'm sure Yormark and the Big 12, including their ADs, who, you know, I'm sure he's made aware and, and, and you've talked to. They're they're aware of the of the renovations plan. The only difference here would be okay. We're taking over control, right? And and I'm not sure that that wouldn't you know we don't know for sure. I mean you know Fred Smith and 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 has brought this fifty million dollars to the table, and it's it's unlocked some things in terms of that you know taking over ownership. But we're not sure that this wasn't hopefully you know in the U of M's plans telling your mark when he came that hey and and we hope at some point maybe in the you know we might be able to get ownership of this thing. My point is that. There's not a lot of new news for the Big 12 to digest here other than the fact that Memphis is going to have ownership. That's good for Memphis in terms of revenue stream, but the building itself and the upgrades, they already knew about. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I do know exactly what you're okay. saying. Okay, all right. Yeah. I was hoping that made sense. Yeah, so, no. So, I mean, so it's I, good news, I, and yeah, you want the ADs to know the plans, and now you're taking well, over my ownership. God, I, I mean, but it, it doesn't it change be, anything fundamentally, it doesn't feel like. Yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's more of a story if they didn't. No, you know, like, oh, we had no idea Memphis yeah. was doing this. That'd be a bigger problem for yeah. me. Because I mean, you, you have to know your mark was apprised of the renovation plans long yeah. before, months ago, remember? Yeah, I mean, he, yeah. he's known about those. Didn't include you then in terms yes. of the options to expand. Again, now you're getting ownership. Okay, that's great, and that's great for Memphis, and hopefully, and, and what Memphis is doing is what it's has to. It's lining itself up so that when the doors open again, realignment, hopefully you're first up. Hey, now you've got control of the facility, but I don't think fundamentally there was any real, you know, game-changing news for the Big 12 to digest. Yeah, I mean, I think that's, like, the, the part that I struggle with on stories like this, and, it, and it's a great story, and it's a great comments. Well, uh, yeah, but and, I, and I, I get to why, why I thought it was really important. Go ahead. I just don't know what the, um, you know, I don't know what the criteria for big, you know, expansion is anymore. I don't know what mm. the schools are looking for. I don't know what they you know, prioritize. Like, is it, is it academics? Is it financial prestige? Is it on-field performance? Is it none of that? It, you know, I, I just don't know um, anymore. I used to, I, I think I used to know. Which like it used to be, you know, oh, you got to have the academics, you got to have, you know, that status. Uh, well, Memphis has that. You know, they are you know R one University, Carnegie University, and you know can't get in. Um, you know, on field performance, obviously, we know maybe has taken a bit of a ding the last couple of years, but I mean they were at their zenith, you know, three four years ago when the Big Twelve was looking in twenty twenty one, and didn't work then either. 
So I just don't really know, Jason, what they are looking for. And so because of that reason, it's hard for me to really get excited um, about any sort of Big 12 conference expansion stuff. Like, I, I, I don't even know what they're looking for. And so I, I can't begin to get excited or get my hopes up on it. I, I actually thought that the important, the, the best news in Hardeman's story today, again, over at DailyMemphia.com, was that Memphis has been quick. Remember, you had Earhart, you had Fred Jones at the council meeting say, hey, guys, re- remember us. Like, right, we, we have to get a deal in place with the U of M if we're going to transfer over ownership. And clearly, out of Hardeman's story, you saw that, you know, Memphis has sent letters out. It, and and it's not as Veach put it, you know they're not they're they're not trying to make money off the Southern Heritage Classic in a in a way that the city you know didn't you know didn't do or whatever else or 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 with the, the Liberty Bowl and so the, you know those steps taking place necessary and and all we all assumed they were going to happen but Memphis clearly moving forward and the U of M and something it had to do in terms of getting those things in place before that ownership is transferred over expect this thing to be pa- passed through. It's the nineteenth. It's next Tuesday, right? With the council, and hopefully, yeah. you know, we've 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 got a nice, smooth transfer of ownership here. Uh, Going to be great for Memphis. I mean, you know, you know, now you get concessions and everything else, and you know, Veach says, you know, it's it's financially good. You know, we've, we've talked about what debt they will take on those kinds of things, and now it's theirs. I mean, they got to, you know, the upkeep and everything else. But uh, Veach seemed yep. to it, it, there was a very positive tone about taking this thing over, and yeah, hopefully down the line. When you're, when you're, you know, whether it's the Big 12 or somebody else, that's it. That's important to them that you now have ownership of that thing. Absolutely. So hopefully that uh, that happens, and I expect it will, and uh, we can uh, we can move from there and see where uh, see where this uh, this thing goes. Okay, moving on. Draymond Green will be suspended ten plus games, cap or no cap. I think it's cap because I think Silver's soft. On now, uh, yeah, I think Draymond's little comments about I didn't mean to do it. Uh, I'm not buying that, John, because we know Draymond, and we were here last time, you know, after the Gobert thing, saying you need to send a message. All of Draymond's previous suspensions only for one game. You know, Silver comes with five. I, I'm not. You know, my concern then was, is that really a message sent? Are we going to see a different Draymond? I, I, ha, are you going to see a, a change in the behavior? Because that's what these suspensions should be intended to get. You know that that's the that's the reaction you you should be you should be producing. It should be something that comes down hard enough to change the behavior. And yet you see it the same. Nurkic is not overly. Nurkic is holding his hip last night. Phoenix playing Gold State. Nurkic is holding his hip there, defending him from behind. And sure, it's a foul. But what Draymond does in terms of the spinning punch that he throws and yep. and and the connect is so excessive. It, it's you haven't changed anything about the way this guy plays or or reacts or in this case he tells you himself he was trying to sell a foul but look look at the swinging arm and the punch that comes after it and 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 I don't care that you want to call it an accident that you didn't mean to do it because you have a history of these kinds of plays you know what it reminded me of it's the same thing and I keep bringing it up John because he really he didn't get hit for this one but the 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 lowdown Dirty move on Brandon Clark where you pull him down and then you try to act like you didn't do it by pulling him. Oh, I got you. I got you. Let me pull you back up. But he had pulled him down by his jersey. There could have been serious injury there. And it's the same thing. It's the same thing last night. And so while I'll tell you Silver needs to go over 10 here, double up the five, um, and I think I, I heard Stephen A. think He says he thinks it's going to be heavy. I do not. I, I, think, I think they're going to buy the, oh, it was more accident than anything else. There wasn't intention here, 
and it'll be eight or something like that. So I mean, I just, I just, I don't know, man. I mean, you might be right. They don't want to put. They don't want to hurt Golden State, John. The NBA doesn't want to hurt Golden State, and they're two and five in games that he's been either suspended or ejected from. Is what I think is the stat I saw this morning. You telling me they're going to put him out to, uh, ten plus and really hurt Golden State's? Look where they're at in the standings. You know what yeah. Golden State does from a rating standpoint. You and I done, uh, had heated discussions about Golden State and ratings. So you telling that's me right. the NBA is going to punish Golden State by having Draymond out? You know, yeah, ten I mean, that's plus conventional wisdom. For they sure. need I mean, to, just, but the the NBA I, silver loves him some Golden State. I mean, but this I, I just feel like I mean, so what? Eight. I mean, what is, eight? Okay. I mean, I you know, I mean, there's not Soft. much of a difference between you know. I guess and 10. It, it, again, will it change the behavior? No. This dude is 33. Nobody knows better than him. But this is his game. Yeah. This is what I mean, he, he, and, and it's it, been well, allowed to get to this point. We keep right. it. This is we we've made this point too. This is the NBA that's allowed him to play like this over the years and get away with what he's gotten away with. You know, well, look, it, I mean, don't forget. The, I mean, he cost his team a chance at a championship. Um, you know, for Cleveland? kicking LeBron in the nuts. Yeah. You know, I mean, that, and that and that changed the entire series. I mean, they could have closed that game out, that series out in, in five. And instead, they lose 16. game five without him. Then they lose at Cleveland in game six. And we know what happened in game seven. Yeah, it's a bonus so, last year where he stomps on the chest. Yep. I and mean, we could go down Jordan there. Jordan Poole before but, but, the season. But, but there's so much that he hadn't been suspended for. And I think that, 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 that's, 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 that's the key just, point. That's why we continue to get this level of excessiveness with this yeah. fool. And before, I mean, I'm yeah. telling you, man, he's going to. You know, again, with Sacramento, remember, it wasn't just stomping on Demo- uh, on Sabonis' chest. It was as he got ejected, him and the crowd going back and forth. And that's what you've got to afford, uh, what you've got to avoid at all costs if you're silver, is him inciting something, whether it's with another player, right, or whether it's with fans that he, you know, is egging on after he's getting thrown out of a game. Like, they got it. They, uh, they have to send a message. It needs to be 10-plus. But I think Silver's scared to do it because it hurt Golden State too much. So I'm going uh, under here. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, again, I I think, you know, there's a there is a fine line right between, um, you know, edge having edge in your game um, and and, and using that. I mean, but but uh, our man uh, Raheem Palmer said last night I was talking to him and he said this is kind of what it looked like for Dennis Rodman at the end of it. You know, Mm -hmm. Um, that it's just it's just uncontrolled, you know. Uh, rage that winds up, you know, hurting yourself. And because, like, for me, I, if I, I think about it from the perspective of being his teammate, I think about it from the perspective of like, because yeah, look Ste- what Steph they had to play last, last, last night. night. Right, 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 right. You know, yeah. and they had to do to play, uh, you know, Kaminga more. They had to play uh, Sarge more. They had to play, you know, I mean, it just it just drops everybody down in the rotation, you know, or uh, pulls everybody up, I should say. And you know, those guys aren't. You know, Trace Jackson Davis, I mean, these guys aren't aren't supposed to be, you know, full-time NBA starters right now. And Draymond's availability is is forcing that to happen. So I don't know. It's just I, it's just disappointing that uh, you know, he keeps not being there. You know? Like you, that's just not professional, man. Third, it, it, third ejection this season. They're two and five in games he's missed or been ejected in. And you saw Steph Curry having an answer for it after the game, and you could sort of see the frustration. Yet he has to back him. He has to back him publicly and say we support this guy. But you, but you have that other side of it where he knows, and the wheels are turning in his head. Man, this dude's costing us. We're, we're mm-hmm. two and five in games where he's done this. This is the third ejection, and now he's going to be out certainly for at least some extended amount of time. 
And so even as a teammate, you got to get that got to get that's got to get old. And especially when you're sitting where the where Golden State is right now in the standings. You know what I'm saying? And so I just wonder if it's sort of like, you know, Rodman at the end. You're right. He got crazy. It was almost desperate. It was almost desperate in terms of the way he played to try to still remain effective. It was desperation out there in terms of what he would do. And I just I wonder if we're, we're really close to that point with Draymond. But more importantly, NBA got to get control of this, man. The reason he acts the way he does because y'all have allowed it. It's ridiculous. Exactly. Exactly right. So maybe it ain't 10, maybe it's, you know, 8, but uh, it's coming. It's coming. It needs to be over, too. Uh, I'm with you that it needs to be over, too. It, it, but we'll see if ultimately uh, they uh, they can do it. Hey, Jason, uh, Mark, Mark Giannato can join us. I'd love to talk to him. I'd love to talk to him and uh, get his thoughts on, you know, all of this and, and uh, you know, Tigers and Grizz and more. So uh, if it's cool with you, we'll Absolutely. take a break, come back, and we'll talk to Mark Ginotto on the other side. Stick around. Perfect. Jason and John, how do you turn to fam? ESPN. It's the holiday season, and all your wishes is going to come true over at FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. They're number one because right now new customers get 150 bucks in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's 150 bucks that you can spread out over player props, over unders, and more if your team wins. So take the big favorite. Saturday, Sunday, we've got NFL games all over. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, no better time to get in than right now. Apps easy to use, fun to use, safe to use, wide range of betting options. We talked about those uh, pre-made SGPs are perfect for beginners. Uh, let you learn how to play those same game parlays. Uh, which way do you like to put them together? You can figure it all out over at FanDuel. Visit FanDuel.com slash J-S-M-I-T-H and kick off uh, the action over with the NFL on FanDuel, official partner of the NFL, end of 92.9 FM ESPN. You have to be 21 or older and present in Tennessee. First online real money wager only. $5 pregame money line wager required. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued is non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call Tennessee Redline 1-800-889-9789. I'm Michael Jenkins helping you beat the books of BetQL. The Boston Bruins take the best record in the Eastern Conference to Jersey tonight to face the Devils. The Bruins lead the East with 39 points on the season and are 8-3-2 and two on the road this year while the Devils are just 5-6-1 and one at home. The BetQL model likes the even money on the Bruins tonight, so their pick in the NHL is to take Boston on the money line over New Jersey. I'm Michael Jenkins. Bet smarter and beat the books with BetQL and download the BetMGM app today. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. 
Price and coverage match limited by state law. Mark Giannato is the sports columnist for the Commercial Appeal. Host of Giannato and Jeffrey here on 99 FM ESPN. Joins us every Wednesday, and he joins us now. Mark, you have uh, been on the, the Ja Morant uh, trial beat here this week. Are you are you Ja Morant trialed out? Have the fireworks died down? Where are we in this thing? Yeah, I didn't go this morning because they, they, things got delayed, and I think we're done with in-person testimony at this point. It's just going to be um, playing some snippets of different depositions that, frankly, have already I already read through them all. They were they happened months ago. Um, so I think for for at least this week, I think most of the fireworks are, if they were fireworks. <laughs> are done, but the case is not. I mean, the the reality is this has been, you know, we've kind of been reporting this breathlessly this week, but the truth is this isn't the actual trial. Right. This is just, uh, these are just hearings to determine whether, you know, it could get, it could, this whole thing could get dismissed based on t- these hearings this week. Um, and they could, by the way, the hearings are technically, there's another date set aside on Monday for these hearings to continue. I don't know what they're going to decide at the end of today. Um, but the reality is the case could get dismissed by the judge, but Holloway, Joshua Holloway's attorney has already indicated in previous court uh, appearances that they would then challenge the constitutionality of how the self-defense uh, self-defense statute here in the state of Tennessee is Good being applied Lord. to this case. So it, it like, this thing could, you know, like this thing could drag on even longer. And you know, the main takeaway, I mean, I'm sure everyone has, feels this way, is just how stupid this whole thing is. Like, just like every, like the column I wrote is just everyone involved should be just embarrassed. Like, Josh should be embarrassed by his behavior. There's no reason he should. Like, I don't care if Joshua Holloway threw a basketball at him. He shouldn't have punched him. And there's no reason an NBA superstar should be punching a 17 year old in the face. And Josh Holloway and his family should be embarrassed because, one, Josh Holloway acted like a damn baby when he was invited to John Morant's house to play basketball. And then, you know, uh, his his family going going ahead with this just to, like just like a total money grab of a lawsuit. Like, everyone should just be embarrassed by their conduct in all of this. And really, the way I put it in my column, these two, Ja and Joshua Holloway should have apologized to one another. Like someone, Some adults should have gotten them together to apologize, like the children they acted like in this situation, because that's ultimately what this is. Two, like, immature uh, people who let their emotions get the best of them in a situation. And, you know, sometimes that happens. Like, sometimes it happens. And we should not be our the fact that our society has gotten to a point where that results in like this type of lawsuit taking up this amount of time in both you know the court system and just our general consciousness is just absurd it's just absurd but that's the world we live in now unfortunately if if it's not dismissed mark and it continues how much will our attention shift, or or how much attention will we still pay to this? Obviously, it'll be less, but 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 will we still be on it? Will we, you know, it, once Jaw's back on the floor, you know what I mean? It feels like a lot of this. Obviously, he's off the floor right now, and so you know, and Jaw, to your point, you've mentioned this yet, hadn't spoken on on a yeah. lot of this, and so that's why it's news. But but yeah. is it is it still as newsy once he's back on the floor next week? If it continues, I don't I don't think so, yeah. and I also just I. 
I have trouble sitting in the courtroom, having sat in the courtroom for a lot of the stuff, not just this week, but previous hearings. And also just having been around this judge now a bunch, like she seems, Carol Chumney, Chumney. she seems like, she doesn't seem dumb. Like she seems like a pretty, you know, like I've not come away going, man, this judge seems like kind of, you know, whatever. Like she seems like, you know, relatively sharp and seems like to have a common sense about her. And like, I have not heard anything that makes me go, man, John Morant's going to owe this kid a ton of money, even if they rule in favor of the kid, Mm -hmm. you know, Joshua Holloway. Like, ultimately, like, it didn't affect his basketball career. He's playing Division I basketball on a scholarship at Samford. Um, He doesn't appear to have any sort of permanent injuries from this. Um, I guess there's some emotional damage because they're claiming he lost all his friends. Um, But... You know, how much is that really worth? Like, I just can't see a judge. I could see her ruling in favor of Joshua Holloway. I can't see a reason why she would rule in favor of Joshua Holloway and go, Ja, you owe this guy $5 million. Like, I can't, I I would be stunned by that. There's nothing that's been presented that suggests to me that he's owed anything more than, like, legal fees and some nominal amount to show that he won the case. Like, that, that to me is how I see it. But then, your question of will this be a big deal the only way this becomes a big deal again once he's playing i would say this is if the they she holloway side kind of backed off of this after their opening statement if you will our opening argument on monday but if they try to make this case not just about this incident but try to bring in the other incidents that ja has gone through over the last year year and a half or if there's stuff that maybe hasn't been publicized that they throw out there in court, if so, it, I, I'm just speculating sure, here, sure. but like that's where it could become a big deal again. Yep. Now that being said, you know, ultimately like Jaws attorneys are going to, you know, vehemently fight that from happening. They showed that on Monday, as soon as the conversation veered towards anything other than this incident, Shut down. they were objecting very vehemently. Yeah. Um, and so, um, but that's the only way I could see it become like becoming a big deal later on is if it like, if the case becomes, if, if part of the crux of the case becomes more, um, more than just this incident, if they can, if they can frame the discussion around like Jaws behavior overall, more than just this, his behavior in this incident. But I, again, I, you know, the, while I think it makes sense to bring it up. I also think, like, you know, I, I don't see how it's rel- related to this incident, mm-hmm. ultimately. Um, his, his other, like, I, I, the one thing I've been surprised, I, the one thing I was surprised that nobody asked, like, the, that John Morant was not asked when he was on the witness stand was something along the lines of, like, have you ever, re- like, is this the only time you've gotten in a fight in a basketball game? Like something like along those lines, like trying to bring, or is this, yeah. and like, like there was no, there was no, I actually thought there were some, some questions left on the table that if I was being employed by Joshua Holloway, I would have probably asked John Morant since I got him up on the stand. But, um, Nonetheless, well, that, don't, don't give many ideas, uh, um, there, Mark. Oh yeah. yeah. I know. I know. It, it's, He's going to be fine and all. I don't think this is going to be. Again, I just can't see the judge awarding Joshua Holloway just to keep the money over this. Like I just, I would be stunned if that happened. 
Um, and, and so, yes, I think, I think a lot of this with Ja, like all the talk, whatever, whatever you want to say about him, uh, you know, it's a lot like when he came back the first time from the first suspension. We all said, hey, if he leads the Grizzlies on a nice playoff run here, everyone's going to forget about this Denver incident. Well, he didn't lead him on a nice playoff run. We were kind of on the verge of sort of putting that behind us. It's just he had another incident, and that's why it came up again. But I think the same thing applies here. If he comes back and he's awesome and he's, like, leading the Grizzlies up the standings back into the play, you know, the play-in mix and that thing, people, are gonna, people aren't going to be talking about his off-court stuff. And if they do, it'll be in a more, like, redemptive narrative way. Like, if he plays well, if he's a top 15 player in the NBA again and the Grizzlies are good, a lot of these discussions that we're having are, are going to go away. They just are because people want to see him. Play. Like, ultimately, I, I think especially in Memphis, but I think in the NBA at large, like, ultimately, like, people, he's a really entertaining basketball player and on top of being a really good one. And if he's playing well, people are going to focus on that. They're going to focus on his dunks and what he's doing in the games, not – you know, what he's done off the court, as long as there's no other incidents. Like, as long as he's keeping his nose clean and not, you know, it's just basketball from here on out. Yep, I think you're right. We're talking to Mark Giannato, uh host of Giannato and Jeffrey, sports columnist for the Commercial Appeal. Okay, let's turn to, to, to Memphis Tiger basketball. Um, mm-hmm. oh, when you sum up the Naquan Tomlin edition, what, what does it really mean? What does it mean for this team, and what does it mean for Penny? I think it raises the ceiling of the team. Like that's, I don't know if it's going to work. Like on paper, it seems like it's great. It'll work. Um, adding him in, and you know, a presume, I'm presuming, you know, this portends the de- the departure of Jordan Brown. That would seem to be really awkward if he was still on you know, staying with the team, and and you're also bringing in essentially his replacement. Um, but on paper, I think it just raises the ceiling of the team ultimately. Like this is now a team where, you know, it feels like they've got all the pieces that they need to make a sweet 16 run and beyond. Um, the question, you know, but like on paper and how it plays out, you know, especially in college basketball where, you know, you run into the wrong team in the second round or whatever. And you know, you know, all good plans can go awry, but the way I kind of look at it, bottom line, is just the ceiling of the team is higher now because they now have, you know, they, they now have a five who fits what they want from their five um, much better than what Jordan Brown, it felt like, how, how Jordan Brown fit based on this team. Um, and so, and now, you know, like they, they got lucky in that Texas A&M game. Malcolm fouled out with eight minutes to go and, like, they were lucky. Like, what if Nick Jordan had also been in foul trouble in that game? Like, what would have happened in that game, you know, given their situation rosterized? Well, now you've got a guy who's not only, like, 6'10 and athletic and whatever, but, like, a guy who, like, was really good in the NCAA tournament last year, was really coming into his own towards the end of last season. Um, and so it just gives you that, you know, that another option, if you will, and maybe your top option down low. Um, to weather some of the, you know, weather some of the stuff you're inevitably going to encounter, whether it's um, in conference play or, uh, you know, especially when you get to March. Um, I just, I, I don't know. That, that, the bottom line is it just raises the ceiling of the team, I think. 
What what'd you think of the, the way the president handled the situation in terms of the, you know, telling his fan base or telling the, the Kansas State fan base, guys, no, you're upset, but there's some other things besides the bar fight that we had to take. But then, but then of course, using the, you know, the privacy laws to, to say, but I, but we can't get into them. What did you, what do you think of the way they handled the situation and particularly the president? Well, I mean, you know, here's what I'd say. It was, it was, he acted more like a university, the university presidents I'd grown accustomed to dealing with prior to coming to Memphis. Like typically university presidents are completely detached from athletics and most of the time aren't athletics guys at all. Like at all. Right. Like when I covered UVA, Virginia Tech, Maryland, like those guys were completely detached from athletics. When, whereas, and I, and it makes sense here. Don't, I'm not criticizing whether it's David Rudd or Bill Hargrave. Like, I think here in Memphis, you need to be like hands more hands on with your athletic with athletics, given the importance uh, it has here and and for the university. But um, it seems like more like your typical university president. Now, I would say like it feels to me like if I'm Jerome Tang, because it seems like to me at least based on what I've read and what I've seen, like Jerome Tang want did not want. <laughs> did not want this guy dismissed from the program. Like he was, he he did not like, he was not on board with this. And so like, you know, is the, did the university president just ultimately cost Kansas state its coach? You know, I don't know. Like it feels like to me, like that'd be a guy. If I was a school looking around for a coach and I'm seeing this happening, Mm -hmm. I'm going, maybe Jerome Tang's available. because He's pretty good last year. You know, he's got a good track record at Baylor and now he's done. It's not like Kansas state is some destination school for basketball. Um, exactly. you know, maybe I can go, you know, maybe he's discontented enough. Like this is what happened with frankly, and it was a le- different cause it was Buzz Williams was, was, was bickering with his AD at Marquette, but like that's how Virginia tech got Mar- Buzz Williams mm-hmm. is cause like he got sideways with his administration and he was like, you know what? Screw this. I'm going to go somewhere that want, you know, that does what I want <laughs> essentially. Um, so I, I don't know. I, I guess he was kind of the university president was kind of covering his ass a little bit. It felt like. Um, now the question I have is just you know what is this other thing? Well, that's that right. Assumed, Memphis would have to dig into that a little bit. I'm, I'm assuming it has done I that already. Yep. Memphis has done some due diligence on that right. in order to accept his commit to take his commitment. Um, so um, and you know like because I struggled with this a little bit yesterday. I was talking to myself because I, I wrote you know a week and a half ago like. Hey, I would not, even if you can, I would not take Mikey Williams on this team. I would wait till next year. That was kind of my stance. And it's like, is this really any different? And I would say the one key difference is Mikey Williams is a felony and involves a gun. And we haven't heard anything remotely like that with, uh, with, with Naquan. So, um, you know, right now, what we know is that there was some sort of bar fight, which, you know, doesn't really. You know, obviously he shouldn't get in a bar fight, but it's also, you know, not the end of the world to get, you know, a lot of people get in bar fights and, you know, here and there in college and it happened. Um, and so what is this other thing? But again, I would assume it can't be like. Because of the list of schools interested, because yeah, of the fact like, that Tang I, was so, was, Tang wanted him, they didn't think he deserved to be kicked off clearly. If it was so, really um, bad, right. we'd know about it. That's, that's okay. how I kind of We're feel on the same page. about it. Yeah. If it was really bad, we'd know about it at this point. And so we'll see. Now, if, if it comes out and it's really bad, like, you know, and, and Memphis didn't do the proper due diligence here, that, like, that's on them. Well, um, I, but I, I'll say this. I'll, I'll say that. this. 
it, 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 if there's something that he mentioned Title Nine, he mentioned yeah, he Title did. Nine. He went out of his way to mention Title Nine. He mentioned Title yeah. Nine, and so the question is, was there some, like honestly, deep down, what? Let's just put it out there. Like the question is, is there something involving like improper behavior with a female? Like honestly, that's what I think when I hear the Title Nine mentioned. It was is that mean improper some sort of improper behavior uh, with a female? You know, and so. And that would be very serious. If but, that but, was, but if nothing came of why, it and it was investigated, right? If if nothing came, to John's point, because John's point is right. John, I don't speak for you. You you said it yesterday, though. Then show us. But it, but if 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 this was investigated, and nothing came of it. Isn't it right. unfair of that it, president? It, uh, completely, it, 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 you know. The question rise is, to the, the question level. is, was it? You're, you're saying it was it investigated in terms of like criminally, right? Well, criminally or by the school because clearly yeah. it was not an issue before this this bar fight. But he's trying to he's implying here that there were other issues. And if you're and, and Mark, honestly, if it if it if it was not if it did not meet the level or rise to the level of a criminal investigation, then what are we doing? Yeah, it's a little low down to me. It's well, a, I mean, you, know. you could say that. I mean, you say that, but like Mel Tucker is out at Michigan State, not because of a criminal investigation, but because of a Title IX investigation. Well, that, like, that it's, it's a, a they wanted him gone. OK, he'd still be there if he was Jim Harbaugh. Uh, maybe. I don't know. I mean, his behavior is pretty shady. He, he uh, stunk. I, I just, and, I just thought this he, was shady and, of the K State president to answer your fan base and to, oh, but there's a little more. And obviously, Mel, there Mel could Tucker be, stunk, and and he's the head coach, so it, the 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 charge and your moral responsibility is a bit different. Well, the the bottom line on this is, I've heard nothing, and it sounds like you guys are with me. I've heard nothing yet that makes me go, right. this guy can't be with the program. I've heard nothing yet that makes me go, this guy can't play for Memphis this season. So how fast can I they hear, get him? I in hear there? a lot of just scuttlebutt and and you know whispers and and that bothers me because you know the president's dancing around it you know and it's like what what i really would not appreciate is that this this kid enrolls in memphis and he plays a couple games in memphis and then you see a national report that's sourced you know that that's gonna yeah. i'm just telling you right now it's gonna bother me yeah yeah but that would be on memphis ultimately they got to do their due yeah, diligence that's here. true and I would assume they have. If they're, you know, if once he suits up, I'm going to make the assumption that they've done their due diligence here. You know, like look at the Mikey situation. They haven't just let him suit up for the team. Like they did, they've right. done their due diligence, and they're not just letting him suit up for the team. Um, right, and right. I don't expect, frankly, like you haven't said this, but I don't expect him to suit up for the team this year um, because of his situation, yeah. because of the due diligence they've done on it. Um, so I, I would expect the same sort of process will be in play with Naquan Tomlin. And if he's playing, they've, they've, you know, like ultimately they've made the call, um, to let him play. I mean, they, they, they ran into this a couple of years ago with, um, uh, what was his name? The, the quarterback, Peter Parrish, I think was his name with, 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 with the, yep. with the football program. He had, he had all this title nine. He was involved in the midst of a title nine investigation at LSU when he transferred here in which, and his was a little more specific. It was like, you know, he may have done something improper with a female in a car, in like a car outside a bar. And he didn't realize like she was drunk. I don't remember the exact details, but Memphis did their due diligence, looked into it and ultimately determined that this guy was, you know, could play for Memphis. And then, you know, and I remember I wrote a column, I go, hopefully, you know, hopefully, you know, you better be right. And they were like, he was, you know, seemed to be a good citizen while he was here. He played a little, obviously he didn't 
turn out to be the quarterback I think some people thought he would be when he first transferred here. But, you know, nonetheless, I think he's playing like an FCS level now, but like nothing else ever happened. Like it was fine. And so I would expect similar stuff to, you know, similar process to play out here with Memphis. And once he's, if he's in uniform, I, you know, I'm going to trust that Memphis did their due diligence and has determined that, you know, whatever is in his background uh, is not serious enough to preclude him from playing for the basketball program. Mark, yeah. Mark uh, go ahead, John. Go ahead. No, I was just, I was, I was just going to uh, bottom line. You go ahead, Jason. I was going to mark it. Let's do a little best case scenario here and say they win the next two against a ranked Clemson team, a ranked Virginia team, and then do what we think they'll do in conference, but then win two of three against FAU. And I'm saying that's one of those three is the conference tournament championship. What do you mm-hmm. think? You mentioned ceiling going up with Tomlin coming in, or at least you believe in that, and I do too. What do you think seed-wise, if it goes like that, and, and we could sit up here and say a sweep of FAU, but no need to do that. What do you think seed-wise is the ceiling if you, if you do what, you know, if you finish up this non-conference in a way that's, you know, you run the table? So we play this out. So they're, they're beating Clemson, beating UVA, yep. beating Vandy, beating Austin Peay. Yes, right? sir. Yes, that's, sir. Okay. And then let's say, what, what record are you talking in conference? Maybe 16-2? and two? Maybe give them a lost FAU and maybe a random road game that they slip up in? Yeah. Is that fair? That's that fair. fair. Yeah. Okay, so sixteen and two plus they would be eleven, 11 and two, two now. Mm-hmm. So they'd be twenty seven and four going into the conference 31. tournament, and then they'd be thirty one and four yep. going into Selection Sunday if they won. Or no, thirty and four if they go if they if right. they get Three to wins. thirty wins yep. if they get to thirty wins with those I think they'd be like a top four seed. Yep, I think they'd be a top. I think it'd be like a three or four seed. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, I'd say, I'd it's, say it, four, but yes. it's crazy how much the win at Texas A and M changed what it will. And, and obviously, you're adding Tomlin, and there, there's there's a lot of you know that adds to your ceiling too. But the 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 different feeling now, even after the VCU you know win, which was a little shaky, you did control in overtime, mm-hmm. but but it's the diff- It feels like getting that Texas A and M win super important because again, FAU beat them on a neutral floor. You've got a road victory over them that could matter when they're when they're looking at resumes of the two. You know, it feels like we yeah. we the ceiling's gone way up in a in a hurry. You know, real fast here. That's good. Yeah. No, the ceiling's gone up. Now I would say, like, you know, that feels like a really that feels. Oh, like it a, was. It was super pot. Yeah. Storm, no question. You know, and so, but it does. It feels like this team is poised at the very least to be out of the eight nine game, which is you know that, that's the hope. which is what you were hoping for. Yep. Um, it does feel poised to do that. You know, will they get to 30 wins? They're capable of it. They've shown that. I mean, you know, like I, I wrote about it. I've been really, you know, I think, I don't think the, I mean, I, I said, I don't think Penny's had a backcourt like this his entire mm-hmm. time at Memphis, like this complete of a backcourt. Mm-hmm. And it's part of why I wouldn't bring in Mikey Williams. Cause I don't know if there's a role for him that's suitable, that would be suitable for him ultimately. But, like, you've got, you know, with Quinterly playing, if Quinterly can, you know, the past two games, Clearly has played at a level where, like, if he can keep, if he can consistently do that, and that's a that's an if uh, he hasn't been able to, you know, at times in his career hasn't been able to consistently do that for more than stretches of time. But like, he, he's really good when he's playing at the way he yes. played the last two games. And then David Jones has shown, like, 
the dude can just fill it up. Um, and then you've got Caleb Mills, who I think is the guy who's not getting enough credit. I He's agree. He's the one guy who's really sacrificing his ego. Yes. And it said, you know what? I'll be the defensive stopper. If I, you know, my, my scoring's not going to be what it was, but I'm okay being the defensive stopper for this team. And like, I think the three of them together, I, you know, Penny's had better guards. You know, Kendrick was probably better than the, any of these three guys. And Jeremiah Martin maybe was better than any of these guys. But he's never had three like this on the same team in his backcourt. And I consider, even though Jones plays a little inside, too, I consider him part of the backcourt. Um, I just think that's going to be really dangerous. And even Jalen Young, I know some people have been like, because he's not a great offensive player. But I think in that eight-minute-a-roll game, or eight, excuse me, eight-minute-a-game role, like you want someone like him in that role, like a defensive spark plug who can come in and just create some havoc for a couple minutes each half. Like I think that fits actually really well um, with what Penny does and what, frankly, the other guys in the backcourt do uh, differently. And and you know I think he's going to be valuable as you come down the stretch. You know, especially when you get into March. You know, one thing. That we that I've seen that I think is a weakness of this team so far is the two times they've gone up against dynamic little scoring guards, um, Jackson State and then the Ole Miss game. They couldn't stop them. They had no one who could defend them. And Jalen Young is the only one who can like maybe defend those types of guys for them. Um, and that 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 worries me a little bit. But only once we get to March. Um, but in general. It feels like his most complete team. And, like, they're doing this, and, like, feels like Jaquan Walton's got another level he can go to. Obviously, you know, Naquan Tomlin you're adding to the mix. Um, you know, feels like Ashton Hardaway. You know, they, they beat they, – they, you know, he, he showed that glimpse, if you will, in the uh, Michigan, Michigan game. Yeah. Um, and it feels like he'll have a couple more of those in him the rest of the year, even though he hasn't played well. Lately, but can't you see, like, oh, yeah. we get to February and March, and I'm not saying I expected every game from a true freshman, but there's going to be games where he hits three or four threes and is like a difference maker for them. Um, and so there's just a lot of I, – I really like the team, um, and I like what I've seen, especially uh, in that A&M game. And, it kind of, you know, the second half of the Missouri game, they showed it. Um, you know, there's just a – this team's really – it's a complete team, it feels like, especially now that they added Tomlin. Um, now, that being said, you know, there's – you know, they're not perfect. They're still – you know, they're rebounding is the issue. Maybe Tomlin will fix that. You know, I still think you know, they've been better – they were better defensively against A&M, but they're still not quite, you know, the type of defensive team Penny has had in previous years. Uh, I feel more like last year's team defensively uh, a little bit. But, you know, all in all – it certainly feels like we're going into the, and you know, things. I guess things can change technically with this Clemson UVA game. Just feels like they're in a better position than any previous Penny Hardaway team has been at the beginning or middle sure of does. December. Yeah. yeah, that's a fact. That is an absolute fact. Mark, man, appreciate you hey, taking some you, time for us today. As always, man, talk to you soon. Thanks. All right, tell Penny I said hi. Oh, we'll we'll do. do. Most definitely will. All right. Yes. Have a good one, guys. Yep. Make sure you Penny do Hardaway. that. Make sure you do that. Got to join the show at one o'clock. Make sure you tell him Giannato sends his love. Will do. I've had a couple people text me about this. What? Um, about Penny's appearance. Well, so, y'all know how this goes. Tomlin's, you're going to need to do a good job. Tom's not to... signed, so or technically done, so he probably won't be able to. He'll have to talk around that 
And we'll ask him, you know. I mean, we'll see. Maybe, you know. maybe it is done by that point, you know. But hey, who knows? And then is it, you know, how's Brown feeling? You know, how's old Jordan? How's his health? You send some, uh, you know, some Sudafed over there. <laughs> this episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 